not going to intimidate me. I'm entitled to my opinion. From the galactic controversy. What are you passionate about? What do you want? That's your opinion and you're entitled. All right. In the chambers. Three, two, one. Welcome, Benjamin Franklin Clark. To entitled opinion. Oh God. What is your most controversial opinion that you're well, passionate you told me about? To prepare some hot takes. So maybe this is not my most controversial opinion, but a little bit of a hot well, take. Well, how do you know it's your most controversial <laughs> opinion or not if you don't, if you've already thought about it? I don't like talking in extremes. My, mo- my most controversial opinion, it's. That sounds like that's like all I stand for. No, it, there's so it's a, that you're about two about. variables. It's not just what your most controversial opinion is, but the one that you want to talk about the most. So the one that's hot on my mind, a hot take I was thinking of recently this afternoon. I think we actually talked about this, and so maybe it's repetitive when we had like <laughs> just always laughing. I thought. I'm not laughing. We had a conversation about comedians, but um, I was thinking about this earlier. I feel like there's a tier list we want to do a tier ranking like every comedian but there's there's a level of them that are kind of like elitist i think like the top and i don't think it's elitist like they are elitist in the way they view the general population or they're like they're just really good like there's an s tier i think that's really good they all think that but the ones that are successful and the ones that think they're the s tier think they're like god god's gift to earth do you think it's hard to be a standard i like where that's going i like where this is going like for example, I would say Joe Rogan, probably, who had, he's not even, he's not really that funny. B. Besides I say he's B. He's, very, he's good at stand-up. On a scale of him, F to S, he's B, in my opinion. I'm thinking what they think of themselves. Okay. I think him, Seinfeld, and Dave Chappelle think they're the equivalent of Tiger Woods in, in talent. I think that they think, like, no one in the world could be good at at close to as good as them at stand-up comedy. I don't think Joe Rogan thinks that of himself. I think Dave Chappelle and, and Jerry Seinfeld do, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think Joe Rogan knows his lane. Like, he knows that yeah, he's he knows very he's a B-tier. good at conversation. Yeah, he, he's just having fun in conversation. I feel like he's, like, a very good technical comedian. Like, he, like, knows how to prepare timing jokes, but in, like, his podcast, he's never that funny. The opposite would be probably Theo Vaughn. Right, that's exactly where <laughs> my head went. His stand-up is not that good, I think, but what he talks... <laughs> he's he's a hilarious person that exists. I agree. So how do you want to do this? you want to rank him, like, at a... Should I pull up that website? Probably. Yeah, dude. Been I think I have one earlier. We talked fun. about the, the tier... The people on the internet always tearing people out or ranking them, like, comedian. So I was, like, looking at this website earlier... Are there naked ladies on it? Bare naked ladies? Bare naked ladies. So how's the podcast been? I was one of the first guests. It's been a good more famous. It's been a good arc. I mean, we've we've definitely spread further afield. We've had a couple instances of talking to someone for basically the very first time on the podcast, which is fun for all involved. And then we've been able to like reconnect with a bunch of people. And we've even had a couple repeat. By the first reoccurring guest. I think David was. David was. David Delahunty. You're the most talked about. Yeah. Most renowned. By who? Backed by popular demand. I, yeah. I think by the general populace, I think they demand Benjamin Franklin. Oh my gosh, this is a long list. Who the fuck are these people? Yeah, this is too much. Man. Where There's is a woman uh, on this where list? Where is Shane Gillis? I know that's your... Louis C.K., I think, is 
perhaps the best. Someone was just what podcast was I listening to? Someone asked who's the goat of comedy. Louis C.K. Bro, I think Louis C.K. Goat, and said uh, goat dude. Richard Pryor and who's the other Dan Carlin? Oh, well, Dan Carlin's up there. Yeah. That's not Dan Carlin. That's George Carlin. Oh yeah, true. I mean George Carlin. Oh, Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Yeah. Okay. George Carlin, I've thought he has some of the most intelligent material out there, but he's not laugh out loud funny. Whereas I've laughed really hard at Chappelle's standups. His old and ones. Cat Williams. His old ones. Right. So I mean, yeah. like, Cat is this like the the all of their works over the course of their career or like the peak no i would i would say you'd have to judge them across the whole thing i mean if someone had a really bad era a really bad few years i think they would have to bring down their average yeah let's start with rosie yeah (laughs) all right i don't know i honestly haven't seen any of her stand-up man i haven't seen any of her stand-up have you heard have you seen her stand-up no, I've never seen it. I'm thinking of the show. And... We, we can't rate her. I can't rate All her. Right. Unrated. It... You know what I think's under... Don Rickles is like old, but... I haven't seen his shit either. He would be on all the uh, Tonight shows. He was like good friends with Frank Sinatra. And like he was like the only one that could fuck with those guys. And was kind of the first person that just like... Kind of like insult comedy before that was really accepted. But he kind of got away with it. A couple of people I'm seeing here... I didn't know if they'd ever have stand up like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's got stand up. Yeah, he was like, he started as like a insane impressionist, I think. He would, you, yeah, he was on Living Color. I haven't laughed out loud to Jerry Se- any Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, it was just, that's, that's where he would put himself. <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, so this is uh, where fucking... you're putting these comedians? No, no, no. I would. This is where they're ranking themselves. You're right. Jerry's definitely not S. You're saying he's like a B. So I mean, how are we how are we doing this? Is this how they see themselves, or is it? Oh, you're how ranking. Are we ranking. Well, we're, how we're ranking. Okay. Back to the subject. Do you do you kind of agree? Do you think that? I think the there's definitely a mismatch between like where comedians see themselves and then where people rank them. And I think the higher people rank them relative to how they consider themselves makes them more funny. So an element of humility. Yes. Yeah. You have to be the funniest comedians are humble. Or at least they're good at pretending it. At least. Yeah. At least portraying to be humble. Aziz Ansari is not funny, dude. I don't find it funny either. He came to Gator Growl, I think our freshman year. And he had two people opening for him. I don't, someone that was like, kind of like Bo Burnham, I think who had like a guitar set. And that was the first one. And the second person was Kevin Hart who did fantastic, and then the headliner was Aziz Ansari at Gator Growl the whole time. Yeah, yeah, it was like Bo Burnham, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart, and Aziz Ansari at University of Florida Gator Growl. Wasn't Kevin Tosh. Hart fucking opened for Aziz Ansari, and the whole time Tosh, Aziz Ansari right? just complained about the the flash photography, and then Daniel Tosh did his own set at the O Dome. Okay, yeah, that was good. That was pretty solid. I remember Tosh being good. Kevin Hart was the best by far. Yeah, I like him. I haven't seen him live. He's pretty funny. He's fun to watch. I haven't laughed out loud at, at his, but again, I haven't seen his shit. He's got a fun character that he, he is. He's a likable he guy. We'll put some up there, Bernie Ben. Mac was pretty funny. Uh, pretty hey, funny. Ben, it's your world. I'm just living in it. But Daniel Tosh at A. Tosh is A. So I'm, I'm with it. I think he was phenomenal fucking 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I, I don't, 10 I've not to even 13 seen years ago. 
His recent stuff has been so years, does he? pandery. Like what? It's pandering to like Hollywood. It seemed like Daniel Tosh. Like I would yeah. rank his his latest stuff to a D. His his I stuff. That B. But again, when I you when I listen to his when I watched his stuff like 10, 12 years ago when everybody else did, I was fucking twenty years old. So like stuff that sure. a twenty year old would find funny is not necessarily stuff that I would find funny now. I think B is fair for Daniel Tosh. Bill Burr. I give him I give him an A. Yeah, I think it's pretty fair. No matter who you are, you're gonna give Bill an A. Yeah. Not the funniest, but he's I've he's pretty fucking funny. Back in the day. He's Eddie Murphy. When we were growing up, I used to love his stand-up. I feel like he was a breakthrough, yeah. kind of like pushing the limits kind of comedian. Yeah, I have to yeah, give him like at least here. at least an A or B. At least an A, yeah. I would say he's a he's a right around A. I mean, I haven't seen all of his yeah. stand-up, but man, he was good when he was good. He was on fire. Mark Norman's one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm seeing Mark, Mark Norman, Norman in fucking uh, two weeks, November third. Yeah, he's right there. He's the one with the red jacket, yeah. dude. That that dopey looking dude. Wait, where is uh? Dude, I would fucking put at least dad, at least right? I would rank him A or S in my opinion. Mark Norman? Yeah, dude, he's so good. S? I don't know. I, for me, he'd be well. S is like God tier. A B A B. Okay. All right. Who's the comedian that's had the, the biggest <laughs> redemption arc? <laughs> Amy Schumer, dude. Have you seen any of her stand up? From really. from I've ten seen, years ago, I've seen like compilations where it's like her doing a bit compared to somebody else who did the bit earlier, and it's like one for one. Oh really? Yeah. I well, I saw. I well, I didn't see that. I don't know when she started to copy their stuff. If that's even true, her stand up from like twenty fifteen is fucking killer. Really? Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. I haven't but seen best redemption art. <laughs> Well, you know how successful her recent stuff is not was, funny. Like, we I watched her recent thing on Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. It was fucking shitty. I'd give it a D. Didn't laugh, I did not laugh once. Enemy of her maybe a maybe a B. Steve Harvey revitalizing his career with Family Feud and saving the show. There's your redemption arc. I give him a C. That's, I'm, I'm applauding <laughs> yeah. it. D. We're the kings of comedy. It's not funny. <laughs> He just got that surprise face on Family Feud, but I haven't really seen. He's corny, dude. He's corny. Now he used to be like the kings of comedy was raunchy. Oh really? Bernie Mac was there. Yeah. Well, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was really good. The most. I haven't seen a stand-up, but I like. I don't know why I like Bernie Mac. This guy was hilarious, son. He was lying to you anyway. Yeah. Although that's not very humble too. (laughs) What's his name? Forgot his name. The balding guy with white hair that was on whose line is it anyway? (laughs) <laughs> for those who can't canadian i can i can give them much all right so who's who's near the bottom i've got to say i think jimmy fallon's got to be near the bottom oh yeah probably any uh night show John Letterman. Uh, here we go trevor noah <laughs> so that guy the balding guy with the white hair on whose line is it anyway is colin mockery that's colin. right colin he was good um i've seen robin it. williams Recently, a lot of people saying Robin Williams is was overrated. So, are you no going to base this off of what other people think, or is it? No, I just surprised me as a uh, another one. I don't like Jeff Dunham. I'd give you, but Jeff Dunham. Oh, I think he's a bottom. D. I agree. He was never funny. The the uh, puppet Wait, guy where is he? with the skeleton puppet man. Yeah, he, he was so unfunny. Yeah, I agree, Alex. 
fucking yeah, definitely at the bottom. Uh, what about what's his name? Joey Joey Diaz. <laughs> A fucking mook. I've seen, I've heard some of his stuff. I give him like a B. Yeah, he's playing off the crazy New York town. Or he's not even. He's a Cuban American. Yeah. Dave Go. Chappelle, I'd, I'd say he'd have to be S or A. He has to I be would, S. I, I would argue that he's not S. He's not funny anymore. He's he's more like profit. He's not unfunny. He's too. He's not unfunny he's too, either. He, yeah, but he's really not funny. He's just kind of preaching. He always has been, but like if we're not even talking about stand up, his like some of the skits on his original show were just are still pretty legendary. Are hilarious. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, now I saw I've seen him twice, I guess, in the last two or three years since he came back. And he wasn't I didn't think he was that funny. He was just kind of preachy. Amen. That's maybe that's my hot take. I give him like an, I, I give we're him not an have any black people up in S. Is that what you're saying? I give Dave Chappelle a B. I mean an A. A or B. I Man, think I rough. think if he left and never came back, you know, after he did the Chappelle show and all of his stand up before he left. You're saying George Carlin wasn't preachy? I honestly haven't listened to him that many George Carlin stuff. I don't where I haven't seen Chappelle? I haven't you, you seen George Carlin live. George Carlin. I have seen Dave Chappelle only after he left and came back. And when he came back, he seemed kind of preachy. He wasn't funny. I didn't laugh out loud. You know who's not on here? Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks isn't there. And then who's the one-liner guy? Uh, Mitch Hedberg. He's right there. Mitch Hedberg's there. I, dude, he's... Okay. I think I would give him an A. Mitch Hedberg's pretty all-around good. I gotta put back, push back on Dave Chappelle being an A. a. I Instead think of an if S? you're gonna have George Carlin... Dude, that's, I think S. that's my controversial opinion, is Dave Chappelle's not that funny. Okay. I get what you're saying. The new ones have been super preachy. But, okay, now worst ways to die. Wait, where did that one go? <laughs> No, like no, no. Go to go back to comedians. What are you doing? We're gonna do the whole thing. Louis C.K. is is he S? I don't know, man. He's borderline S, A or S. Borderline. He's borderline. I'll agree. He's pretty fucking good. Patrice O'Neal. I laughed the hardest. I laughed the hardest at Shane Gillis's stand up on Netflix out of any comedian. Yeah, they need to watch me. That you said that one's fucking hilarious. Schultz isn't on here. Is that him? I like Schultz. I give him. I think he's borderline A he, and B. He's good with the audience. He's he smart. Crowd work. I think. I think his laugh makes people laugh. Dude, Chris Rock. What are we doing? Are we doing anything with Chris Rock? Chris Rock's at least. I a. think. Yeah, I think Chris. I think I agree. Chris yeah, Rock's. His newest one was all right, but yeah, Cat, yeah. Cat so Williams. Good. I always found to be very funny. Yeah, like, that's a very, very funny. One. Early two thousand. Where's Probably controversial, but Dane Cook, he was pretty good. I mean, sweet we sour sauce all over my pussy. You guys remember that? Yeah. Those pickles on my pickles. <laughs> yeah, and sweet sour sauce all over my pussy. <laughs> yeah, we had some legendary ones. He Wait, had like that? a small comeback. Is this him? No. No, that's, I don't the, know who that guy is. Um, that's the Australian guy, Jim Jeffries. He's pretty good. John Mulaney's kind of funny. I, yeah, I, I give him a, say, he he's like B, B, A, B, A, I say B. But, but like a very solid B. Yeah. Kind of disappeared. Bill Cosby. Do we have <laughs> Who's that guy? I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard his stand-up. So I haven't heard his stand-up either. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't feel comfortable writing him. Aziz Ansari, well, I'd give a C or a D, though. I feel confident with that. I put him, I'd peel, put him at the bottom. You would? Bottom, you bottom? give a D? I think he's funnier than all those guys in D. Okay. The well, Tonight Show hosts and Jim Sh- and what's-his-face. All right, so there's a couple female comedians up here that we haven't 
touched. Ellen DeGeneres? Literally two. Ellen DeGeneres and Sarah uh, Silverman. I think Sarah Silverman's B, C, honestly. Sarah Silverman's probably a B in my book. I'll put her in B. Ellen DeGeneres. People like their actual stand-up, that's what we're talking about, I've not seen at this point. I've seen oh, two bro. Ellen DeGeneres Robin Williams? We're not going to rank I haven't him. seen his. I've only seen maybe a clip from one of his stand-ups. And he's just like he's just like on cocaine, being insane. Doubles in the Robin details, Williams. I guess. Yeah, I haven't seen his stand-ups either. I think yeah, it's kind of like that manic, like nonstop talking, kind of like the genie in Aladdin. But have you seen for an hour? Okay, so who are we talking about now? Robin Williams. Fucking Robin. Okay, so we're not doing him. So who's next? Who do we have? Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, we have Richard Pryor. I would say I would vote for Patrice O'Neill being somewhere up near S. This guy. Patrice O'Neill. I haven't yeah. seen his stand-up. He his stand-up was pretty freaking good, and he was also like off the cuff, extremely funny, just very sharp. Hey, he died pretty young, right? He died, yeah, like around forty, I think. But a because haven't seen him. What? All right. Well, that's, that's an Alex. Alex. Yeah, Alex Judgment. Gonna, Patrice one, is an one a. out of three cannot put someone in S tier. No. I put. Listen, I, think, saying, I think Joe Rogan's a solid B. I saw him live. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I laughed out loud his, at his live stuff. His Netflix special when I watched it at home in like 2017, where he be like morphed his body into a dolphin, and he talked about how his his uh, the girls living in his house were turning him into a woman, was like moderately funny, but I didn't laugh out loud. It was pretty good, but I and did laugh like, out loud at his stand up live, so I give him a B. Cool. Well, being live is always better. Yeah. Hannibal Burris, C. I mean, he he had one or two very funny stand-ups, and then he got to be kind of once he lost the glasses. I think once he lost the glasses, something stopped clicking. I I give him a B or C. I don't recall really laughing out loud on this stuff. Eric Andre show just standing in the corner. I don't I don't find I think you should leave funny. I think he just grows on you, but I would have to say like there's probably one skit in episode that's funny and a lot are honestly pretty bad, but there's Yeah, they're like really, really bad. Just start, just start tickling the funny bone up absurdity, I guess. Like even just those uh, sure about that? Bo Burnham? Like, Bo Burnham. First I was just thinking five that. Times in this I, how'd you like his did you watch his stuff uh that he put out in uh COVID? I did not. I, I really liked like a couple songs of it, uh, but the whole thing, sitting down and watching the whole, what was it called, Inside Out, is it, it's really good on a song by song basis. But then sitting down and experiencing the whole thing is a masterful work of art. But I agree. I thought it was to digest. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot. I think he was a good artist as far as like stand up comedians. I, I think he's a solid. Yeah, I give him a B too. I would say he's an incredible performer because his musical talent is also up there. I give him a B. Yeah, I have got, I got no problem with him in B. No open space. Keep keep talking. Are right, we finishing oh, fucking this Bernie out? Mac. We're not doing Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac's got to be at least. So we could a. do like three more. Yeah, I All like right. Bernie Mac just based off his acting and fucking uh, bad Santa. One movie. Put, um, who's who's a white person we can put in C? Fucking Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> who's a white man we can put oh, in C? Yeah, yeah, uh, no, who's the English guy? I mean, he's better than a C. Yeah, uh, who's why do you have to? Why does um, it be a white dude? Steve Martin. Oh, it looks imbalanced. Steve Martin, yes. Steve Martin's probably a good C. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he just has a very clean, very... But I see, I feel like he's all disdainful towards Aziz Ansari in C, but Steve Martin in C, I just give him a hug and say, see you later. Why? That's here. Why do you feel that way? What do you guys think about Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm? I know that's very... What do you mean? The, like, individual shows? I like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think Curb Your Enthusiasm is funnier. When you said... I know it, I think you should leave is very I guess controversial as well, but I feel like well, I think I think you should well. leave is dumb as fuck. I think Kirby enthusiasm is funnier than Seinfeld. It's like Eric Andre's show is not that funny the first couple times you watch it. Yeah, I think I feel like Eric Andre. I think you should leave Tim and Eric awesome show. They're all kind of the same stupid. Hu- yeah. It's not really humor. It's just like weird. Absurd. The more absurd, the better. Yeah, I guess absurd humor. I don't find that funny. I like social commentary. That's what I find. But you the don't like preaching. Yeah, but like not not in a preachy way. It's got to be funny. <laughs> when you agree with it, it's scintillating, insightful social commentary. When you no, don't agree with it, it's preaching. But you can say I can agree or disagree with some stuff, but it's still funny. Like I think Someone funny said, is separate from the social commentary, whether or not maybe it's true. you agree with Shane Gillis the most, and that's why you find him the funniest. Yeah, bro. I mean, I don't agree with Louis C.K. I th- I mean agree? I agree with a lot of Dave I with some of Dave Chappelle stuff, but it just wasn't funny. His old stuff is way funnier. It's way funnier. You agree with CK masturbating in front of people, even if he <laughs> then they said yes. Yeah, I'm totally. I think it's a non-issue. <laughs> I'm just saying the I laughed at a live show. I laughed so hard at Louis CK's shit. I did not laugh that hard at, at Dave Chappelle. Doesn't mean he's like a really good orator, but his I just didn't laugh that hard. Mark Norman, I'm excited to see Mark like, Norman. Like back to what we were saying that Dave Chappelle's in a class that he thinks he's better than everyone else. I feel like that changes comedy. Yeah, I think there's a little bit. He, yeah, he a little went bit up of there that. and he's like, "I'm God. Like, listen to me." Yeah, like like, like Chris Rock. I'd I would rather watch Chris Rock than Dave Chappelle at this point. I think I think Chris Rock is also really good, but he's he's more he doesn't he doesn't come out like i'm the shit he's also consistent it's just good shit he, he goes for the comedy he's not preaching but like bill burr preaches a little bit but it's just funny i'd but I'd, I'd rate bill burr i think dave Chappelle's more legendary than bill burr is but bill burr yeah he's very consistent i think he's a little yeah. bit very funnier good. than dave hey, where did he go is he up here oh he's at a yeah i'm okay with this i mean hunter did you like Jim Carrey's movies going back probably the original Ace Ventura was the funniest comedian as yeah but this is stand-up so yeah I haven't seen I haven't seen field. any of his stand-up I'm just saying his comment on I think you should leave and everything I feel like Jim Carrey was one of the first completely absurd comedy styles yeah was it in living color it was pretty out there I mean even Ace Ventura and all those yeah me, myself, Irene, the cable guy, Ace Ventura. Watch that again. Uh, what was the one shot in watercolor? Oh, he was in Truman show. show. That one's great. He has some really good stuff. I mean, just based yeah. off like how I feel about Jim Carrey, I give him like a B or A, but I honestly haven't oh. seen any of his stand up. Man, I would I would put him at least an A, but not in stand up. Get it out. I, I think exactly. Jim Carrey would rank above fucking Sarah Silverman, Joe Rogan, Amy Schumer, and and. Yeah. 
Jerry Seinfeld is yeah. arguably an A, but I mean, this is, but we have to define the ranking criteria. It's how funny they are. Their stand-up. Yeah. Is. So, all right. We had, we got no criteria. We got no so this is our, basis from which to have done. This is all subjective. This is feelings based and relative. Thought and win. Actually, I would say Trevor Noah probably doesn't deserve to be D. You'd probably kick him up. One. He's not funny. As far as, as far as the he's, he's like, he's like a CNN. He's like a reporter. It's like, what would you rank a Fox nice reporter? But he was a stand-up comedian before he was on even the daily show with Jon Stewart. And his stand-up was pretty decent. I haven't seen but it to be fair. If you host a tonight show, you automatically do. Yeah. I think, and, it's, uh, I think it's dumb as fuck. And rape it. So we can put Bill Cosby in D. But See, I haven't, see, I haven't seen his stuff. Field. I haven't seen his comedy. It's just a punishment. It doesn't matter. Yeah, all right. We got to stop. We've gone outside the bounds of this criteria. All right. So, so Alec, what are the rankings here? All the way through? Yeah. You're going to name S-tier, every tier. S tier first. All right. I, I'm, I think I got outvoted with uh, not having Dave Chappelle included in S tier. Well, I'll go down on the record with Dave Chappelle being included on the S tier. But if you guys say he's A, then he's I would. A. I get what Hunter's saying, but I think he should be an S. No, this is no way. He's a fucking A, dude. He's an A. All right, so he's got to be kept in check. Let's put him at first in the A tier. Okay. Okay. George Carlin is not laugh out loud funny. If you're gonna have Dave Chappelle, I didn't recommend. Okay, first take Jim Carrey off of there. We don't know his stand up, so just goodbye to Jim Carrey. Get Bill Cosby off of there. He's unrated. We don't. We haven't seen his stand up. Rapist indeed. All right. All right. George Carlin is in A. He's one of the best comedians out there, but his stand-up is not like laugh out loud funny. He's legendary. He's one of the best writers when it comes to comedian comedy. I don't. Think so he's what, what are we changing shit now? Well, we got to re- review process. You asked me to read it out. Yeah, just yeah, literally just read the names. I'm I'm happy to read the names when I agree with them, or when we've come to some kind of consensus. To then it's like Louis C.K. is just the goat of comedy. Yeah, is that how we're ranking this? How about no? Have you guys seen George Carlin stand up? Can you even comment on it? Yeah, some of it. I mean, it is it is kind of preachy. It's more like the fucking the government's out to get you. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't rank him at S. I said that I haven't seen his stuff. Okay, so we're saying because I can't convince you guys to bring Dave Chappelle up. Louis C.K. is the goat. He is the only S tier contender. And then not necessarily ranked in A tier, we've got Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Eddie Murphy, Mark Norman, Mitch Hedberg, Andrew Schultz, Chris Rock, Cat Williams, Patrice O'Neill, Bernie Mac, and George Carlin in B tier. That's A tier. He's rubbing shoulders with some greats up there. Schultz. I feel like he's a. I feel like he's a good B. Okay. Oh, that's what we're moving shit now. All right, we're moving. We move Schultz to B away from the A tier. All right. All right, is this an order now? No. It wasn't. Too, it's going to be too complicated to do an order. Uh, B tier, we've got Seinfeld. Tosh, I feel Tosh is, I don't know, I haven't seen his newer stuff, but we'll leave Tosh and B. Uh, and then we've got John Mulaney, we've got Schultze, we've got Joey Coco Diaz, we've got Amy Schumer, Schumer we've got Sarah Silverman, Joe Rogan, Hannibal Burris, and Bo Burnham. In C, we got uh, Steve Harvey, Aziz Zari. Uh, what's his name? Steve Martin. Steve Martin. That's um, I mean, those are those are the guys that you hang out with on 
Sunday evening and you have a whiskey and a cigar with and then you excuse yourself before it gets too late. That's what I feel like those guys. Well, are I say I say they're they're just guys, they're just the together. not funny, but they're a tier above D. That's how D, I would describe it. And Hold D up. is all tonight show host. Strongly in the D. Yeah, there are people that shouldn't Fallon, be out here. Jimmy Kimmel, David Letterman, Trevor Noah, and fucking Jeff Dunham. Yeah. Jeff, I, I like even in like sixth grade. Jeff Dunham was not funny to me. He was like, yeah, I think funny for Christians who had no other stand-up comedy or like comedian to go to. Jeff Dunham. I don't know. Maybe people never left their house. I don't know. It's hard to describe why how unfunny he is. He's unfunnier than Aziz Ansari. Yeah, I agree. I find Aziz Ansari obnoxious. Steve Harvey has some funny shit. Again, but it's not a stand-up. But it just like seeing him interact with people. Yeah, well, I mean, same with Steve Martin. Like Steve Martin's more notably than a, a unranked C-level. is Kevin Hart, Bill Cosby, Kevin Jim Hart's... Carrey, Robin Williams, Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen there, DeGeneres. But... Um, oh, what's Richard Pryor, but I haven't seen much of his stand-up to be honest. Kevin Hart. Yeah, I who's the redheaded girl? The one who had the Trump on the on a what's Trump's on? head on the stick. I don't know. I don't know. You know, that's weird. That's the only Perfect. thing I know about her. I haven't seen any of her stuff. Kathy something. Oh, Kathy Griffin. Is that Kathy yeah. Griffin? I don't know if I've yeah. seen much of her stand-up. Yeah. Wow. What a face. <laughs> yeah, what is that face? Oh, uh, goddamn. Okay. Don Rickles, though. All right, that was, that's the comedy ranking. So that I, was so Ben's entitled opinion? I have a question for you guys. What's that? Your hot take. How many sexual partners can a girl have oh my God. and you still consider her to be your wife? Or, cons- oh, or, or, or consider marrying her? This is what you're trying to get picked up from that algorithm. This is a good no, it's a fucking, question. It's a fucking question. I feel like the, this is the kind of weird topics you're seeing on Twitter and everything these days. Oh, man. I like to, I it's like the to topics you're that, seeing on the social medias. I have a genuine like question. It doesn't matter, right? On record, it doesn't matter. I know. What does it matter? To, I mean, you're, it's Ben, how many people can the girl that you consider marrying have had sex with before she met you what number would be acceptable it's so hard one or hundred from a male's perspective because if she's attractive that means that guys are vying for her every single time she steps out the door anytime she's horny all she's got to do is do the thumbs up gladiator and take him back it, so i would say as a function of her age if it was more than one partner per month that would be a hard limit for me like, like calculating from say starting from what year, Alex? Fifteen what per month. Fifteen, sixteen. Like when she gets to high school, if she's got more than one partner per month, let's say okay, was it more than a hundred is pretty rough. So <laughs> by twenty-seven, if she's not married, one person per month since she was eighteen would be a hundred by twenty-seven. I'm going to say for sure. You like that math. Alex, hundred is too many for me. Triple digits is too many. For me. Okay. What about 50? 50 is rough too for me. What about um, 20? I. Mary, your wife, your future wife. If she's 27 and she said 50, I think I'm going to have to say no, but it's not as certain of a no as 100 was. I think. 20. 20 is okay, I think. Well, not okay, okay, but it's like it's permissible for sure. Okay, so somewhere between twenty and fifty is where I mean, it goes. I would say if I have to throw a number out, here's here's the, my arbitrary metric because I have 
decreasing desirability over the years now that I'm past 30. I would say if her number of sexual partners is higher than my age, then it's a no-go. Wait a second. You have decreasing I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think wealth and wisdom and experience is more attractive to women than being 30. Okay, well, I have hope left then. But I, think so. I would say because you're fucking retarded at, and you can only it's only up from here, dude. Wait, what are uh, you saying, Mike? What you're I'm saying is desirable or uh, I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying what age does a man peak at? Okay, here's a, here's it depends a hot on how rich they take get. for you. Here's a hot take for you. What age do men on average peak at? And what age do women on average peak at? I think women, traditionally speaking, is 20. In the 20? Yeah, 22 maybe. 20 to 25. I think men, 40 to 45. Are we talking wow. about your attractiveness? I, th I think, like sex, I think value on the sexual market between men and women. I think that's how uh, it is. Mine's more average than that. Uh, but should we go back to your question? Um, so I, for me, it would be 33 is too many people. 33. All right. Ben, what do you think? I think, I think Alex pretty spot on. I mean, when you're talking 50 to 100, it's questionable choices sometimes but would you say the same you think it i mean probably in society it's different looking at the man or woman but i think alex pretty spot on but you know it's all it's all about the history, not about the history it's just the future that matters right so you're saying like if she was a porn star before there's no issue if it was just like she was in porn just for a little bit did she did hang up her hoe hat did you see that thing on that, that good wife that oh, podcast guy that's isn't he also like a porn star and his his wife? It was like huge on Twitter. Um, what's his name? Sorry. Basically, I think I seen that on the algorithm. The guy with the tats all over his his neck and yeah. face and shit. It was all kind of a publicity stunt, but like his wife was also a porn star, and she made her first video with someone else while they're married, and he was okay. I mean, with I think it. yeah, if you're dating somebody who's in the industry, I think that's that's like, I mean. How are they not going to do their job? Yeah, it's like the Indian cast system. Like you have to marry in your own cast. Right? If so you would date a porn star, Hunter? Yeah, yeah I, what's your I'd number, consider Hunter? it. Well, Dayton Mary's different. Huh? Ten. Ten? She's had more than ten. You're not going to marry her. Yeah, fuck that. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Why? Yeah, why? Uh, too many, too many holes that? in that boat. What about you? You, you. I don't know how you have sex, but I use the same hole. <laughs> I'll tell you the less the less the better, preferably zero, so I can emotionally manipulate them. Mm. And preferably twenty two. You said <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't stand twenty two year old girls. Twenty three is fine. Have you have you had a conversation with a young twenty something year old girl at a bar? It totally depends. It's totally context. Like if it's the kind of twenty two year old that's either about to graduate or just graduated then it's it's tough but if it's if you go out and you travel and you are like backpacking and you meet someone who's got like a bunch of life experience and like knows how to handle themselves and isn't entitled to the amount of money that was paid for their education then those are, can be two very different 22 year olds i agree so smart 22 i think i think less than 33 10 to 20 would be ideal the ex, you know the, have the experience a little bit but like not so much experience right that you're like feeling like you got to do your homework to catch up yeah i mean i just you know there's a little bit of manipulation that i can that i can do yeah, but like, i don't want to teach them the basics step number one stop crying 
Please okay, have you had sex with that mask on behind you yet or not? Oh, yeah. It Old works. Man mask. It works. Okay. <laughs> 80% of the time. It gets the job done. All right. Um, the only question you had for us? That was it. That was a good hot take. That was a, that you was have to leave thing. already? That was it. Wait, I got another one. Okay. Oh, well, do you want to have... go round robin? Hold on. Before you, okay. before you pop another one off. Don't fucking tell um, me what to pop. Pop, pop a fucking so, cabinet. Wow, mine's not going to be so Bill different. Um, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Louis C.K. and George Carlin. <laughs> um, so my <laughs> hot take is totally different. When's the last time you cried? Is that oh, dude, like three um, years ago. 2017. How old are so, you when you're in second grade? Do you think that asteroid mining is going to make any <laughs> any Dang! precious metal completely worthless like is there going to be any point in holding on to gold when nasa is sending a drone to an asteroid that has 10 quintillion dollars worth of metals they are doing that or yeah they have they have they are sending they're sending a spacecraft to an asteroid that has an estimated 10 quintillion dollars worth of metals oh but how much what percentage are they mining off of that uh, it's not even like 0.01 yet no, it's just a, it's just an investigation, just trying to get there. This point zero one percent. So, of 10 what's billion, what's your so. question again? Will will the eventual advent of asteroid mining make holding value in precious metals worthless? Like, is there any Man, that's a cool question. After all the initial laughter, you actually that's a good that question. question. Well, I guess I didn't understand <laughs> it. He didn't ask me it the right way. No, I mean, I think I. That's a good question. I think it will. I think it will render holding precious metals irrelevant because I believe in the capacity of mankind to create the technology to get us to the point where we can mine asteroids. Yeah, once you get a mining craft off-world, it's not that expensive as far as as long as you got enough propulsion. Like once something's moving in space, it's already moving. It's fine. And asteroids don't have that much gravity. It's easy to sling stuff off and just chuck it at oh, Earth. So, like, moon is a harsh mistress kind of style yeah. catapulting. But why would we do that? Because there's, want... there's money Infinite on it. Infinite levels of metals. Yeah. Like, it just increases because the there's, it's worth money and it takes money right. to make the things to get us on the asteroids because we're a capitalist system. Sounds like too much supply. As you talked about with Katie, if we won't pay for gold anymore, then it's not worth anything. Is it all gold they're looking for? Or are they looking for? How do we get gold out of the ground now? I mean, there like there chemical. isn't there isn't. I mean, on the Earth, there's a fixed amount of gold, but in circulation, there's there's an always increasing amount of gold because we mine it out of the ground. There are gold mining companies and gold exploration companies on Earth, so it's the same business just on asteroids. Right. So how do I mean? There's there's a business case for the gold exploration companies on Earth too. But ten quintillion, but yeah, might as well get there first, right? Beat the Chinese. Yeah, if, you, if you're the first the Chinese asteroid yeah, exactly. miner, you're fucking buku money. Yeah, I think. I mean, precious... like fighting each other in space for things like that, and fighting over satellites and hacking each other's satellites. I think that's the more valuable piece of it. I mean, I think the valuable piece is the precious metals that go into manufacturing the semiconductors and all the stuff that go into making more advanced things than gold. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I was asking like, are there 
other metals we're short of that go into electric cars and and different things that we I need, think, or is it what titanium and what's the other stuff that go goes into uh, silicon chips? In silicon. Besides silicon, gallium. Probably uh, gallium. Palladium. For batteries, Pla- oh, lithium, yeah, all that stuff. Sure. Lithium. I don't think I don't know if lithium is yeah. a precious metal though. No, it's not. There's only four precious metals: gold, silver, palladium, and platinum. What about titanium? Not a precious metal. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Define. You guys want to? You want to rate the elements on the tier list? <laughs> what is an S tier? Like I would like to do gold the president at some element. point in the future. Oxygen. Precious metal, metals are gold, silver, and platinum. And palladium. It's not listed on this Google search. Well, that Google search is wrong. We have to do a little research. Are rare, naturally occurring metallic chemical elements of high economic value. So that's a little. So somewhat arbitrary. It's yeah. not like a. So this says uh, rubidium, rhodium, palladium, silver, whatever RE is, whatever OS is, iridium, plutonium, gold, and mercury. Mercury's a precious metal. That's what it says. And yeah, copper. So it's it's kind of like a weed. Like it's just a classification that's yeah based off of whatever you feel like, man. Did you guys see that movie? Was it Don't Look Up? Yeah. The kind of the movie Dude. about the, the I thought world. It was, I thought it was really um, propagandy. I, it started strong. Yeah. I thought like the first 10 minutes with Leo and Jennifer Lawrence were engaging. And then after that, it was just like, oh, this is like supposed to be political satire, but yeah, just it's not doing it very well. Yes, I agree. Totally agree. At the end, it got yeah, pretty ridiculous. I, didn't, I, I couldn't even finish it. No, I didn't finish it either. It was so they bad. They're all of the same person. They all died. I thought Ron Perlman's character was the most empathetic. I didn't even get to Ron Perlman. I didn't know he was screaming in it. at screaming at fat children on the White House lawn about how they were fat pieces of shit and deserved to die. I was like, yeah, man, yeah. I can get behind that. <laughs> Dude, me too. Being fat is like one of the few things you have control over. That was almost one of my hot takes. Wow, there we go. <laughs> I mean, you can you can. Is it worse to talking. be a fat chick or a short guy? <sighs> Damn. I think fat chick because if you're a short guy, you can be rich. You can't be rich as if a fat you're, chick. This is all this is all superficially speaking. Like if you're talking about sexual value on the market, I think it's. Oh no, that wasn't what I was talking about. I was talking about like the lived experience of like how much you enjoy life. I think that's a for me. It's a lot of internal. So I mean, I think a short guy could have a, a much better experience in life than a fucking tall guy if his and then morals Lizzo, are Lizzo better. Is having fun. Yeah, fuck Lizzo. That's it. No, I'm saying Lizzo, she's having fun as a fat woman and doing well for herself. She's both a fat woman and a short man. But <laughs> I think being a fat what? woman. What? That might be the quote. Uh, okay. Napoleon. All right. You did all right. He was so, average height. That was it. What is average height? All right. So, so oh, first time. do we want to do a uh, business idea? Did Ben not have a hot take for us? What's your hot take? Come on, dude. Oh, a question for you guys? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Someone pitch a business idea and I'll have one for you. Okay. Chocolate covered goldfish. What do you think? Wait, I fucking, when I was a little kid. That's fucking disgusting. Wait, do they make that already? What the fuck is that? Chocolate covered goldfish. Do they, they make that or no? They probably make that. Okay, how about this? Heated toilet seats. What do you think? <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so I have an idea. It's an, <laughs> it's an artificial intelligence companion. So it's a personality AI that serves as an extension of your own personality and it can communicate to others on your social network. Want to say happy birthday? 
or happy Halloween. Congratulations on your promotion. You want to DM oh your God. crush, share your hot take on current events, or even do small talk with your remote workers. It's perfect for introverts and those who don't have the time to keep up with your friends. So all of our avatars are just going to be interacting with each other. It, no, would it only react? Only costs. It only costs ten thousand dollars a year, and it's for those yeah. who are really busy and they don't have the time to keep up with all of their friends remotely. But would you be able to tweak it to make it more likable or smarter? I think that would. That's. It has to be based off. That you. would be awesome. Well, it has to. Well, like if it's not my, based off you, then it's not. It's not the thing. I think yeah, you can. If, I think that would be a good improvement is to tweak like the personality. A it's a weird line to cross if you're your avatar who may be speaking for you more and more as it gets better and better and you, you don't want to speak to anyone anymore because it makes you nervous. Can you, would you make him smarter? Because it makes you nervous? What is no, why? people? A lot of people don't want to talk to people in real life. They're, well, where I was coming from is, is like it's, so hard, it's hard to keep up with all the people that you've met in your life. And now that we have social media, we have, you know, we share, it's like how many hours a day do you spend on Instagram just messaging videos to other people yeah, well, and, like, to, and then watching to, the videos. Like, pretend to be enjoyed by all the videos and then TikTok, And then TikTok and you if you like use TikTok and if, or Facebook, wouldn't uh, it be you know, awesome? Like, Every time I get on Instagram, it's like a kick in the nuts because I got like all these people sending me a list of videos. It's like, is this homework? Like, or I just, I just go through and like, it is kind of, it, tap it the is, like button. I try not to send you guys too many videos because I know it becomes homework at a certain point. So can you tweak your AI avatar at all? Yeah, I think, I think, I think if you pay the $20,000 a year, you have that capability to tweak the personality. What if my avatar just start sending dick pics of myself to like everyone and well only i mean if you send dick pics to people <laughs> then it may the ai may consider sending dick pics to people and yeah. it could post things on your instagram based off the photos that you take and based off previous posts that you've made I like it's, that. so it's you, going to monitor everything you do and try its best to replicate your online behavior yeah i mean you I feel like you're completely looking at the wrong audience though for people because even if you have like a small business like you have to post twice a day like you're like what if entitled like, opinion had an ai well. exactly like this is this would be perfect for a business but i guess it works for a person as well just a little here's, weird here's what do they have this, this on the market is, I mean, already probably this is where my mind goes is there's that chinese that children that are doing it and indian children everybody's got their ai avatar their ai representation of themselves so the majority of the digital interactions are going to be between avatars right the, I, I see where you're going if everybody had it then the interactions would just potentially escalate and escalate and it's, it's just and it's, it's just ai interacting with itself right with like I, with some but level what of if, editing what if only you had it and uh, nobody else had it do you think the like, ai would generate more followers if it did that than if somebody only has 24 hours in a day I and spend like an hour a day on it. Now talking like, I don't think you can keep the genie what, what are you saying, Hunter? Like, well, I'm saying, I'm saying if we get more followers. Yeah. I mean, like if you had a, an Instagram account for yourself and you just don't have the time to do your Instagram and post posts, but you had an AI that had a really good understanding of your personality and it could constantly monitor comments on posts and like them and post new things new content 
based off things that you had in your in your phone. Let's see if it's helpful. I think if you had like if you had like a public that. image, like if I was like trying to be popular or famous, I would want something like this. Or I could just and hire so an assistant. But like the AI would more, want to work twenty four seven. Which most do. Most do hire an assistant. Most who? Most so not too people. many people get it. You make it fifty thousand dollars. So you get it up the up the threshold. So the rich people are the only ones that can benefit from it. And it's a really interesting idea that actually opens up a window to what will be happening at some point. Is I think it's already thresholds there. of of buy-in for artificial intelligences, and more and more people are going to opt into these kinds of things, so that increasingly digital interactions are going to be just programs with each other. And it's funny because we know that if we're trying to market ourselves, we need as much engagement with the community with the platform as we can. So we got to post as many comments as we can. Well, if if our AI is posting comments on an image or content generated by an AI, then where's <laughs> it's, it's all just going to be a runaway effect of programs interacting with itself and creating its own culture. I think it would only work if a few people had it. The business idea? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, think it, so. it would only work in the social media ecosystem if a few people utilized it, like 1%. Right. If everybody did it, then everything's meaningless, the interactions. Do you think there will be any accounts on Instagram or Twitter that are completely run by an AI and kind of creates its own persona and no one's even controlling it? How would we know the famous AI I think, personality? I think there's some sort of business model out there for like, I, I mean, I, maybe I'm a bad person, but my Instagram feed always shows girls sh like shaking their tits and like in bikinis and shit. But like, I guarantee like half those accounts are not actually, I bet you half those accounts are ripped from the actual girl that posts that stuff. And they're taking mm -hmm. her content and just post and sharing it to get credit for her tits basically and get a lot of followers. And then they probably, sh I imagine they either sell her content or they just sell that account with all those followers to somebody. Yeah. Like a somebody who maybe somebody who has a yeah. podcast and they're trying to buy an Instagram account that has a following that may match the audience. I don't know. But I, I, mean, I guarantee you there are people that are doing that. Definitely. There's gotta be some level of scam strategy where it's generate as many followers as possible by any means necessary and then use that exposure to get people to buy something. And if the quickest way to get people to follow you is pictures of ass, then that's going to be them ass AI. We're simple people. We're so, so another thing, out. another thing was <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think and pictures of ass. I didn't think just uh, social media for this idea. I I was thinking like all all lines of communication to your contacts. So like how I send oh. how I send happy birthdays to you guys. I use an AI generator and I put some stupid image together. I think just saying happy birthday and keeping up with people and like sending cards, like if you're a politician, I think if the, if you had an AI to take care of that stuff, you could focus on the things yeah. instead of keeping up with folks, keeping up with your Well, network. I'm sure that's what's going to happen is, is we're going to have some kind of a hub where we are like a CEO or an executive of our life. And then the virtual assistants of all of these interactions and decision-making come to us and it's just yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. Cause that's really all a CEO needs to do is like they're, they're wherewithal within that position. The execution is just making a decision. They get presented with the information and then they make the decision. And that's where, that's the position we're going to be at with a lot of the AIs. Do you want to automate sending out happy birthdays? Yeah. I like that idea. 
think that makes sense. And you can see like companies are already automating tits, you know, their communications to customers from HubSpot. HubSpot. Mm -hmm. I had a watch that my father companies gave like me. That, sending out constant emails into your your inbox. <laughs> that his father gave him. That is an incredible Quentin Tarantino. Walk back. You like that, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. But what's the best Christopher Walken <laughs> Hope character? Spot. <laughs> All my leads. Sorry, Ben. I think Click. His character in Click it. with Adam Sandler. The, the, the guy, the guy at the in the Beyond portion of Bed Bath and Beyond. Right. That's his best character. Have you seen the him as the mouse catcher in uh, Mousetrap? I've not seen that. That one's really good too. He's in the one with The Rock and uh, Hayden William Christensen, The Rundown. Oh, he's the guy in South America. Oh, that's not Hayden Christensen. That's um, Hayden Chris. What's his name? Sean Hayden William Christensen. Scott. I'm sorry. Sean William Scott. Yeah, that's a great movie. They got the same letters. And Alec, they have chocolate covered goldfish. Ben, the the two ideas I put forth were things that you were super excited about in middle school as great business ideas. Oh, I said talked about all the time. I thought that was weird. Wait, what was the second one? Uh, heated toilet seat and that's also been made no i actually sent a fucking letter to i know uh, bridge farms and they ignored Pepperidge it about Farm remembers. and then they made the chocolate cover golf or it was actually chocolate goldfish but maybe a couple yep. of years later i think it'd be cool to have a like manufacture a part or like a prop from a video game like call of duty maybe like uh one of the weapons or maybe some of the rocks that they throw at each other and the gulag i think that'd be pretty cool maybe like some like foam rocks that kids could throw at each other gulag rocks i think that would be a cool name i don't know about like getting the reference that's a great um currency i've seen um call of duty no i actually did that he's making fun of me i'm not making fun of you <laughs> ben did that I just he made gulag rocks i'm surprised that. the memory is so good alec i, did, I was like is he fucking right now but yeah that was probably a dumb idea but it was Kind of cool, and I sold some. I love the initiative. It's fucking cool. I cut my losses after a few months, but yeah. oh yeah, got man. them manufactured from a factory in China and made a few sales. This was a COVID idea. You went for it. Yeah, when I yeah. when I I dipped for a while, like tobacco, and I was like, man, I have running out of these fucking water bottles to spit my fucking dip spit in. It's fucking gross. So I was like, why don't they make reusable dip spit containers? And they're like two bucks on Amazon. Of course, they're like collapsible. And, and like made out of metal. Of, I feel like Zin is so popular now, and like it's such an obvious idea—just straight nicotine in a little pouch. I don't know how we didn't think of that. Fucking idiots! Are you on that train yet? How about a I stopped powdered alcohol or snorting powdered. it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Yo, let's get drunk off of some fucking alcohol pouches. Yeah, let's do it. Alcohol oh, powder? Yeah. Is it a thing? Yeah. It is now. Entitled pods. Entitled pods. alcoholic pods. What fad or commodity had the highest profit margin? I'm Software. Think of... Pokemon cards? Oh, well, intellectual property is what you're saying. Software. Social medias. Are you saying like a company or is that not a good like answer? A physical, a physical product? Pretty good. Pretty good. No, it doesn't have to be physical. Yeah, it's, it's software. It's like the ultimately okay. scalable product. So yeah, intellectual property. What intellectual property can we patent and make a bunch of money on? Entitled opinion, uh, bourbon. 
So I'm in my job right now. I'm doing this uh, this test. We're developing a product that goes into the containment building of nuclear power plants, and we have to do all sorts of testing on it. And it's we have to like temperature age it. We have to do this radiation aging, and then we send it in this chamber, and they blast a bunch of steam and chemicals at it to simulate this loss of coolant accident scenario in a nuclear power plant. And we were wondering if we can just put like some like a barrel of whiskey in with the prototype during the radiation aging tests. And we're curious if it will age the whiskey faster than if it just sits in a barrel. But wouldn't it be so like, a so like radiation? radiation? No, it, it, would just, it, it would just be irradiated. It doesn't mean it's going to be radioactive. Do you want irradiated anything? Do you want your crops irradiated? Well, I mean, so the, we talked about that was like, who would want this irradiated bourbon? Like radiation aged bourbon is what we would call it. But like, who would want bourbon? It's not like it's healthy for you. It's like Russians. this. It's like the exact. Yeah, I mean, there's probably some groups of people that would buy this shit. So it's like buying a four loco, just trying to get fucked up. But I mean, if you're trying to like buy something, what if it tastes good? Nobody else has. I googled it. Nobody else has a radiation mm-hmm. aged bourbon. I'm fucking Maybe serious. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Is it legal for you to have a nuclear reactor, or do you have to? Well, you don't have to have a reactor. You can have. You can buy like legally. Without any licenses, you can buy button sources that are radioactive, like cesium-137 and cobalt-60. You can buy them off the internet right now. If they're that if they're above like... if they're above a certain threshold, you have to have a certain license to hold a certain amount of like curies. But you could just buy a bunch of them unregulated. Mm, it's illegal to hold more than total amount of curies, so you can buy a bunch of like diluted sources. But if you went up above a threshold. Somebody somewhere might notice. They might come find you. I don't know. I dare, I mean, like, I'd be interested to know if anybody tracks that shit. So the only benefit of this is, are you actually saying it could age it faster or it's just a cool branding thing? I think it's both. It's like liquid death it's, water. It's, ex- which, it's accelerating the aging process. Actual death. Uh-huh. Actual death. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, accelerating the aging process. And is that true or it's, that's the idea? Well, it's true because you're shooting a bunch of particles at it and it's and it's, is that how it's, aging like, it's kind of heating it up but you know yeah, right but... now you're existing on planet earth you're being bombarded by cosmic radiation there's a certain level of it yes so if you like it's all and arguably the cosmic radiation is the reason for mutations in our genes because it's when a particle comes down and hits your dna just the right way and it changes the dna sequence just a little bit and someone argue that's the cause of mutations in genes and the cause of evolution but if you expose it to a, above background levels of radiation then you would age things faster okay so the the aging has to do with the telomeres at the end of your chromosomes right and if if your cells require more repair then they have to like run through their wick of telomeres sooner and it makes it it makes your body more susceptible to uh, stress factors because you've got le- over time less ability to repair cells. Now bourbon is not a living, you know, homeostatic thing. Right. So it, so, so the, aging is just adding doesn't... stressors to it. Aging is just adding stressors to it to simulate, according to the nuclear qualification process, to age something. So what we're supposed to be doing is to simulate if this goes into the plant for forty years, it's supposed to survive a, an earthquake. And then this loss of coolant accident. And so what we're doing, instead of making a prototype and letting it sit in this environment for 40 years, we have to accelerate the age 
and there's scientific processes that we have to follow, including like temperature aging and then also radiation but aging. But if that were true, then the way to make a delicious wine and age it would be to agitate it and heat it up, not put it in a cool, uh, dry well, place when it's aged, and not touch it. So with bourbon and wine, they're absorbing the tastes of it too. The tastes of the of the container of the container and so there's there's like a taste factor that's i think separate from the aging i think if you radiation aged it you can say it's aged for longer and there's nothing on the market right now that is irradiated it's not irradiated per these ieee regulations and nuclear power if it's if it's a fad based off of the marketing of the radiation irradiation then I'm all for it, like, you know, chocolate-dipped scorpions and crickets. But if you, I don't see how that aging process actually works to improve flavor without testing do you know, it. If do you know there's over some, the centuries, they've always you know there's put... some whiskey that is pressurized and heated to accelerate the aging process. Why wouldn't they be doing that with every aged drink, every bottle of wine? I think it's, wine, it's, every... the same, it's the same reason why girls... Why people buy real diamonds mined out of the ground instead of lab grown yeah. diamonds. You think some French people that are, or some wine people would love a, a wine that's not aged and just goes in a instant pot pressure cooker? Well, like if, a, you, if you do a blind wine and whiskey, here's the thing if you can do a blind taste test and they're comparable and one's got a significant lower margin for the cost of production then the market at some point is going to say, why would I not want the similar quality for cheaper? Regard I, mean, I don't, I mean, course, there's, there's the market's full of bourbons and I don't think high dollar necessarily means good taste. I think that yeah, would you say that in a blind taste test, you could tell it's one of those, you know, few thousand dollar bottles of bourbon that's 20 something years old. I would argue, no, I would argue no. But I think at the end of the day, this would kind of just be a fat, like it would be the, the branding of it. Well, I think it's the credentials that you Based carry too. There's a barrier to entry. If you have the ability to irradiate something like that and have these qualifications and the infrastructure in place, it's really, it's fucking hard for a Jim Beam or Jack Daniels to fucking put a calibration facility in their fucking So what's stopping distillery. you all from doing it? Well, I'm trying to figure out ways to, to put a fucking barrel in this radiation aging test, man. Well, it doesn't even have to be a, a barrel. I mean, you can do it with any any kind of food stuff, right? Well, it's, it's got to, well... You can do it with a bottle. You can do it with cheese. The, so, in this, in this test, we're, we have to put, we have to design, like, a drawing that gives us a, a lot of details about what this prototype is. And I what I'm thinking is the best way to do it is to put, we had to develop this, like, wood package because we have to ship it to get radiation aged. I was thinking like the wood frame that it's in, maybe keep the base of it with the prototype during the radiation, radiation aging test, and then use that wood and maybe like chop it up and put it in the barrel when it's aged, or maybe make that wood, make the barrel out of the wood somehow and say it's the, part of this IEEE 323. Wood? Yeah. Yeah. But why, I, I don't understand the, the, because the wood's been aged naturally quicker. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Or not naturally. Well, it's, what is, I mean, what's natural? I mean, it's, it's naturally the, aged by being exposed to radiation. It's the intersection of the aging of the barrel with the liquid in it, right? It's not just yeah, one or the other. 
That too. I think it would be, we're not going to send a barrel of whiskey to this radiation facility. So I'm trying to figure out ways to do it. We also have radiation sources in our facility that we could do, but again, probably not legal if we did, if we did that in our, in my if office. If you try to sell it. Yeah. You do it for yourself. Get yourself a guinea pig. Yeah. So I mean, we, we have prototypes that we got to produce, you know, but anyway, that's my business idea. And that's entitled opinion. He's fucking passing on it, sharks. Wow, Alec does not like that. Ben, ben has no comment. Ben's doing work right now. He's, he's we're taking studious notes. Oh, I was at the chat. I thought he had chocolate goldfish. I was past that. My he old provided day. free market research. Oh, dude, I have another response. business idea. I thought of at the airport. The fucking the bathroom thing. The so I got these dude shoes. You know those Crocs. No, not, it's no. basically the new Crocs. The dude shoes, the like the fabric ones that are slip on. Every fucking fifty year old white guy wears them. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Dude it's called hey dude. Hey dude, yeah, there you go. Hey dude, where well, I have those, I wear them as like slippers at my house, but I also wear them to the airport because they're easy to take, to like take on, you know, put on and take off, and security and shit. But like when I'm at the airport, I go to the bathroom, I walk all over the place. They get fucking disgusting. Oh. And so, like, but I also wear them in my house. So I was like, man, there should be, what if there's an easy way to clean them? So I was thinking there's like a disinfectant, like UV shoe mat thing that you can step on that like washes it really fast, dries it off and blasts it with UV to, to kill the bacteria and shit. Like 10 seconds, 10, like a 10 second thing. You put your, you step on it for 10 seconds. They're good to go. You walk into your house, they're clean. That's my business idea. How bad do you want cancer? I say I, I would call it shoe bright. That would be my product, or shoe breeze, right. depending on the mechanism of cleaning it. Shoe breeze, shoe breeze, or shoe bright, because if it's or if it's shoe zap or shoe zap, that'd be a good one. Oh, here that's it a is. Good one. Shoe zap. Oh, that goes in your shoe. Yeah, look, that's gay. I'm not that. I would get something you you have you have to like be that. good enough. You step on it like a shoe mat, but it's it's like a mat. It says "Welcome Home" on it. You put your shoes on it. Yeah, how did I do that though? And, it, and then it zaps your balls with UV radiation. You got no children. Well, UV that. is light. I mean, when you step on the light, it doesn't go through your feet. No, but if you're wearing a skirt, it goes straight up the skirt. Well, I mean, you could put your dick and butthole on it if you want. You have a clean butthole. I mean, UV penetrates. Good idea. Not through your feet. What about a UV bidet? No toilet <laughs> paper, no water, just UV light. <laughs> You bleach your like asshole and clean it at the same time. I like that. Yeah, I've got a, the future of toilets. I've got a coworker who uh, turned me on to the idea of butthole tanning. I've never done it myself. Or butthole sunning. How did they turn you? How did the conversation turn to where they're saying, hey, man, you ever thought about I, tanning your asshole? No, I, I think we were talking about kombucha and then he was like, have you heard about this hazy, crazy guy who makes his own kombucha out of his piss? And I was like, no, I haven't heard of that. He's like, yeah, he's the guy who told me about butthole tanning and I gotta tell you, it makes you feel good. I was like, alright, sounds good. What a fucking transition, dude. That's great. Alright, any more hot takes? Ben? Uh, I think until next time. Business ideas. Business ideas and All hot right. takes. That was it. Can, can like our customer service uh, representative just be the um, the NPC character? AI customer service. AI NPC customer service. Where it, it tortures you with repetitive nonsensical 
content until you hang up instead of a whole line. Mmm, ice cream so good. Robin Williams stand up while you're on hold. Oh man, the Robin Williams AI is gonna be unhinged. All right, hot take. If the grocery store replaces all the cashiers with self checkout, you can steal one item because you're doing their job. Fucking yeah, I have no moral problem with that. Especially yeah. when you check out and they say, "Hey, do you want to donate to Red Cross or to the, the so local skeezy. food bank?" I'm like, "No. Do you want to fucking donate, you fucking bitch?" Yeah, stop holding my emotions hostage. I'm just trying to buy some fucking milk zero, zero every time. I look for yeah. negative one. I started telling them a long story about all of the uh, charitable causes I've been involved with over the years. Just turn it back on them and ask them what they've done besides work for a fucking publicly traded company. Yeah, well, fucking posers, dude. Create your own business. Create your own nonprofit. All right, hey, Stop. all right, Ben. What is your takeaway for anyone listening if they want to be like Ben? Follow your heart, you know. God damn it, man. <laughs> My billboard. That's what everybody says. Follow your heart. Every single takeaway is like, do what matters to you most. I think, yeah, it's making me think of Tim Ferriss's podcast. It's, if you had a billboard anywhere, he asked every single person. What would, what would you put on world, it? What would it say? Five words. Five words. It'd be my Venmo. Pay attention. It would be me tanning my asshole. Uh, for me, it would be um, just, you know, like some public, you know, helpful advice. Like you can use motor oil as garden fertilizer yeah it's very fight clubby of you <laughs> i would say fuck the status quo i would say no one cares about you you're not that smart you're not that funny get over yourself and you're definitely not that hot i like get over yourself <laughs> i like that one with alec in there on the billboard tanning his asshole <laughs> get over yourself <laughs> fuck yeah i like that all right that would be the first entitled opinion shirt alec Spread eagle. Tanning, right, tanning his fucking butthole. I'll take I'll it. I'll the take cheeks, it in New Orleans, but, man. I'll spread the cheeks, but one of you's got to take the picture. Can you wear the old man mask? Yes. I'll, and I'll do some kind of yoga pose. The sun will be Hunter's face, blasting radiation into Alex's <laughs> And he's shitting out bourbon. Have you seen those people that get Joe Rogan tattoos? Which, see, like, if you follow him on Instagram, it seems pretty common. They're always yeah. just. Yes. He reposts. Start getting entitled opinion tattoos. He reposts people sending him pictures of themselves getting tattoos of him. There's so many layers of deranged. <sighs> Maybe he just finds it funny. He's like, I can't believe people are that dumb to fucking put yeah. my face on their ass. It's pretty dumb. I think that is. I think that's what he's thinking. Do you guys have any tattoos besides my self tattoo on my hand? Twenty five seventeen. Twenty five seventeen. Yeah. Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, from uh, when I was in college, the path of the righteous you did man. That? Yeah, you tattooed that on your hand. Is it still there? Can you see it on your fingers, right there. Two yeah, five one seven. Ezekiel wow, twenty five seventeen. Path of the uh, righteous man. It's beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. It's fucking solid, dude. I had no idea you had that ink. Yeah, I dude. I did bought you... I bought black Indian ink. Fucking needles and i think some Did you yarn sterilize the needles yeah like i put a lighter to it <laughs> i took a lighter to it i took a shot swig of fucking whiskey went after it took me like eight hours by yourself by myself in my room that's fucking metal let me see what it again the, put it back up. well it's i mean it's washed out but it's there or 2017 you said uh it's probably it 2013 is. it is kind of washed out but it's also very cool that's one of the cooler tattoos i've seen what about you alec 
I don't have any ink. No inks for me yet. It's not off the table. All right. Okay. That was it. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for a nice, sweet, and short episode, B. Almost an hour, right? It's like two. That was like 20 minutes. And that's it. Thanks to Ben for coming on to the Entitled Opinion Podcast. We love his opinions. He's sure to come back on and share some more. And guess what? I want to hear your opinion, listener. I'm sure you have an idea of who you think is the greatest comedian of all time. So go ahead and tell us how wrong we were. If you're listening on Spotify, you can go down and you can answer the poll and the question. Let us know, do you want AI as a virtual assistant to answer your boring social media and email requests? If you're not listening on Spotify, but you still want to answer that question, then you can talk to us in a couple different ways. You can send us an email on entitledopinionpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram. Our handle is entitledopinionpod. Send us a direct message there or comment on our story, our post rather. And we have a website, entitledopinion.com. You have so much interesting thing to say. Why not share it with us? We want to hear it. Hey, guess what? You can also share questions for future episodes. We're going to have some repeat guests. So if there's something that you'd like to know from one of our guests further, we'll get you in touch or reach out to us directly and we'll record the question and then have you on a podcast in a future episode. That's all for now, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a good one.